Hello, I'm Maria Bilchik, and today we're bringing you another episode of Korea Caffeine, and I am so delighted and excited to have Angelique Denius with me today. She is someone who has worked in the corporate world for many years, has a vast experience, which she'll tell you about. But currently, Angelique is a leadership coach, and she's co-founder of Emerging Leaders of Atlanta, which is helping rising leaders reach their leadership. So, Angelique, just a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Nadia. I'm excited to be with you and your audience. Exactly. And Angelique, you know, you and I met many years ago when you were still working at Turner. So before you tell us about what you're doing now with Emerging Leaders Atlanta, just introduce yourself. And if you can share with our listeners just some of your background and how you get to be this extraordinary leadership coach at this point. Well, thank you. Yes. So just in a nutshell, uh, my background uh from an education standpoint, was psychology and industrial organizational psychology. So I always had this bent towards helping others from from the get-go. And with industrial organizational psychology, it was really about how do you help organizations um, just operate on and be, while they're firing on all cylinders with helping people and making sure that people marry up with the needs of the business. So I ended up working in HR um, right out of um, college, and I was in HR in corporate America for 20 years. Luckily for me, I was in great organizations. I worked in all Fortune 200 companies, so really big companies. Um, but, you know, sometimes I worked in small parts of the business or parts of the business that were just acquired or parts of the business that were being divested. So I've always had a lot of um, awareness and understanding for different types of things that happen at different points in one's leadership and, and one's career. And it, throughout the course of my 20 years in HR, I was always working and consulting and advising on um, leadership effectiveness in some capacity. And when you and I met, I was working in the Professional Development Center at Turner Broadcasting, helping bring in the right consultants and the right coaches and the right facilitators to bring our leaders the skills that they needed. So that was kind of the start of, you know, my wheels turning around how you partner with external resources to bring them inside a company to make sure leaders get what they need. And that has resulted in you co-founding Emerging Leaders Atlanta. So tell us about Emerging Leaders and a little bit about your business. So so there's two things that happened when I left corporate America two years ago. I just knew uh, I had recently been certified as a professional coach. It was a process that took me a couple of years. Uh, it wasn't just something I had decided on overnight. I was intentional about getting those coaching skills because coaching is very different than consulting or advising. And um, at the companies I worked with, it wasn't uncommon for us to hire executive coaches. And probably most of your listeners have heard of executive coaching, even if maybe they might not have had an executive coach themselves. And I just had this this thought that, gosh, why are companies reserving getting coaching for just the people all at the top, the people who would really just be able to expand their impact and see big shifts in their career uh, trajectory and their value add are the people that are, you know, in the middle, that, that talent pipeline of leaders that are managers, senior managers, directors, senior directors that aren't at the executive ranks yet 
that are still struggling and trying to figure things out. Maybe they have a, a great company that sends them to training once in a while and they've been to Management 101 or Leadership 201, um, but they're not getting some of the things that are most critical to them. Um, so what was the catalyst for me to start my business? Prepare to Emerge is my coaching business, my coaching practice, and Emerging Leaders Atlanta is a community uh, of rising leaders in the Atlanta area that are focused on their development. What really um, got me to you know, start both of those things was that realization that leaders in the middle aren't getting something that's really important. So what I mean by that is when I was in HR, it was very common that I would be doing succession planning or I would be having talent discussions about individuals in the business and HR leaders and business leaders would be having discussions about who's up and coming and who needs what development and who's, who's high potential. And the things that would get someone on the high potential list or might get them taken off a high potential list or taken off a succession plan were often the things that were not being taught in a Management 101 training class. And what are some of those things? Let's be, you know, very mindful. So if anyone's listening now and they're finding themselves in a situation that's perhaps frustrating, you spoke about some critical skills. So some of the things that um, I would find would either catapult people to the top of the list for assignments or maybe would not get them on the list would be things like their ability to really effectively collaborate, um, their political savvy, um, their relationship currency in terms of how um, how well did other people in the business know them and leverage them and how well did they themselves know what else was happening in the business. Things like making decisions, um, being engaged with the right stakeholders, knowing who to pull in and when, um, communicating effectively, being agile, uh, not being overwhelmed by change, but being able to be the, the guiding force through a change. So a lot of things that I feel uh, people just never really happen to get uh, through typical training. They might got they might have gotten bits or pieces of it, but I think a lot of it oftentimes was hard hard earned, and they learn things the hard way, and and then they use that to to their credit. But oftentimes there were also people that they wanted to do those things better, but they may have never just been exposed to what that looks like or how do you do that better. So do you do this in terms of both one on one and group training? And I think. Angelique, what's interesting here is sometimes people feel these qualities are innate, like the ability to collaborate or have political savvy or build relationships. And part of what you do and what I do is show people that these, in fact, are skills that can be learned, right? Absolutely. I am not a believer. I'm not a believer in kind of the adage that sometimes you hear thrown around that people are natural born leaders. I do think that people have certain personality types sometimes that lend themselves to being someone who has the potential to be a great leader. But I think these skills that we're talking about absolutely can be learned, and it really does start with self-awareness. And that's why I just got to this aha moment where I said, why are we waiting to give the self-awareness to the executives that are at the farther end of their uh, career um, their career ramp. Like, why aren't we giving this awareness and these insights to people earlier in their career journey? And I think it's 
absolutely critical. And when I go out and I have conversations with other professionals, other decision makers in, in corporate America, they all agree. They're, they say, absolutely, you are you are targeting the right audience, and you're absolutely right. They they all need this. Everybody should have this. So I'm on a personal mission through Prepare to Emerge and Emerging Leaders Atlanta to educate and change the mindset around what coaching at people that are up-and-coming rising leaders can do for them and for the organizations they serve. How do you teach somebody political savvy? So let's talk about that for a moment in terms of just understanding nuances, how to navigate a corporation, which you've done so successfully through many. What advice or guidance and just a couple of hardcore tips could you say to somebody who wants to understand what that means, but practically how do you do it? Yes. So a, a few things that I would suggest out of the gate from a political savvy standpoint is you cannot stay in your silo, in your area of expertise, head down, focused on your work, and not lift up and start to connect the dots to what are your colleagues doing in other parts of the business? How does that impact what you're working on? How does what you're working on maybe serve them? How do you start to offer up opportunities to grow your value add or your team's value add in support of what else is going on in the business? So being, you know, head down, focused on results and and, and staying at 10,000 feet and not lifting up to 30,000 feet, that kind of pigeonholes you as a as someone who gets it done, is a great, strong contributor, but not necessarily someone that understands the larger vision and can contribute to the thought process of the strategy that uh, needs to happen going forward, that can be innovative, that can be um, somebody that is actually leading versus following. So, you know, lifting up is, is one. Understanding what else is happening in the business and making time for learning other parts of the business is critical. And then I think, you know, another part that might not people might not assume is important but it's really important is every week or every day, depending on what your schedule can allow, I always encourage everybody that I work with to make time in your schedule for your planning. And and why it's important is because a lot of times we are focused on just getting things done and checking off our to-do list. And what I want to encourage anyone who's listening to do is on a daily basis or a weekly basis, get that time on your calendar protect it religiously. If you have to move it because something critical comes up, move it. Don't cancel it. Keep that time on your calendar, 15 minutes a day, 30 minutes or 60 minutes a week, and think about what you really need to be focused on that's going to add the most value and that's the most critical to your organization, and make sure your schedule marries up with that. If your schedule is full of things that don't support your top priorities, you know right then and there that from a political standpoint, you probably aren't spending time on the right things and you probably aren't spending time with the right people. So number one is the planning itself. And then number two is the relationship building based on the priorities you have, based on the value you want to add. Who do you need to be connecting with and making sure that you're making time for building those relationships and then sustaining those relationships. The relationship building is key. Um, The people that get on these lists, that get on the succession plan, that get on the 
the juicy assignment lists are people that have supporters, are people that have strong relationships, are people that have others in the business that know what they're interested in, that know what they're strong at. They are not people that are sitting in their cubicle or sitting behind closed doors with their heads down just getting things done on their to-do list. You make such excellent points there. I think so often people give themselves a to-do list, but they don't actually schedule in the time for planning. You know, we're so busy doing, and you come up with this list instead of actually scheduling it in. That's so critical to be strategic. You know, sometimes, Angelique, I think about what we call BLOs, which are blinding lights of the obvious, because in a way it sounds, oh, that makes so much sense. But I think part of your work with emerging leaders and helping people and coaching them is to take what might be common knowledge and turn it into common practice. And there's a gap there, isn't there? So forming those habits that can continue to support someone long after my time working with them. So do you have an example and does somebody come to mind that you might have worked with in the last while or an individual just who was sabotaging themselves perhaps inadvertently and just through understanding some of these things, where have you seen behavior change and how can we change behavior? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, sometimes I won't hear from them directly and sometimes I will hear from them directly. Sometimes I'll hear from their leaders. So oftentimes when I'm working with someone in a company, um, the company will sponsor, you know, my engagement with that person. And I will hear from the company or that person's leader, hey, they are showing up differently. And what I'll often hear is that it doesn't, you know, take three months, six months, nine months, that it's pretty instant. And what I attribute that to is the mindset work that I do with rising leaders. So a lot of um, people, you and I included, Nadia, no matter who we are, we're human, and we all have saboteurs. So one of the very first things that I have leaders I work with do is take a saboteur assessment so that they understand where they might be going sideways with their thinking, the stories they might be telling themselves that are keeping them stuck or keeping them from progressing or making progress. And I then know what their saboteurs are so that as we're coaching together, I can call them out on their saboteurs. I can say, huh, let's think about that. Is that really what's going on in the organization or in your situation? Or is that your saboteur creeping in telling you that's what's going on? Or is that your natural tendency? How do we blow that up and start looking at things with some other perspectives that are going to serve you better and are going to serve your team better going forward? So, you know, and I I will say almost everyone I work with has those ahas because it's not very often that we think about what's really derailing us with our mindset. So a lot of the work I help leaders do is shift their mindset, shift their thinking so they don't play small, so they play bigger, so they're more tuned into what they need and what others need around them. And they start feeding off the cues of others as well as themselves. And they start making different decisions and different choices. And in our work together, what ultimately happens is that people are then better equipped to make sure that their intentions are marrying up with the impact they're actually having in the business or in their team or in their day-to-day. That is such an excellent thought of, is your intention congruent with, in harmony with your overall impact? And sometimes there's a disconnect. 
So, Angelique, if anyone is listening and wants some coaching or more information about what you do here in Atlanta and around the country, won't you share how we can reach you? Sure. So, there's two ways. You can go to my website, which is www.prepare2, the word 2, T-O, emerge.com. And that's my coaching practice. And then also, if you're here in the Atlanta area and you are a leader who's in or you're you're about to become a leader and you're in a position where you want to connect with other rising leaders and you want to just gain some insights, you can go to www.emergingleadersatlanta.com. It's free to join our community of rising leaders. We focus on leadership development by having low-cost or no-cost gatherings. We do coffee and coaching. We do cocktails and coaching. We do our um, Leadership Fuel uh, Facebook Lives once a week where, we, where myself and my colleague, Jen Baggett, do a deep dive on a critical leadership topic uh, every Friday. So feel free to find us there and connect with us that way and join our join our uh, our development group, and we'll look forward to hopefully seeing some new faces in the group. Angelique, I have to ask you one last question, and I know whatever services, whatever organization you are involved in is of the highest standard and quality, but one question as a woman who has two children, and something I certainly get asked a lot, even though my children are a lot older than yours, how are you managing the famous either what we call work-life balance, work-life integration. I know you married somebody who's in the also human resources recruiting field. So just any advice or guidance you have to young women, particularly who are having to navigate career and home in the way you are? Yes. I, so it, it's, 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 a, it's a learning. It's a constant learning. Um, you know, one of the things that, I, that I'm learning and that I'm definitely encouraging others who are, who are learning this as well is to give yourself some grace. You know, especially in today's world with social media and everybody posting updates all the time about how fabulous they're doing, there's this there's this um, instant thought that, oh, my gosh, I'm not measuring up. My life is not on track or my career is not on track or everything's a hot mess and I'm hiding it well, but I'm feeling the pressures of it. It's, you know, give yourself some grace. And one way that I've learned to do that and I encourage others to do that is to have the courage and the confidence to start saying no that saying no to something is actually very powerful because when you say no to something, you're actually freeing yourself up to say yes to the things that are most important and that most in line with your goals for yourself and your family. So stop feeling the pressure to take everything on and to have all the balls in the air at once. Give yourself some grace and figure out where you can start maybe saying no or not now, maybe later. And be okay with that. Be at peace with that. And free free up your bandwidth and free up your, your mind so that you have maybe a little less to have to juggle or a little less to have to integrate. Well, one thing I would love to say yes to is one of your trips to Greece. So I see one of the things Angelique is doing from time to time. If you follow her on Facebook, Angelique Danius, I will put this podcast up with all her details, is trips to Greece where you are doing Prepare to Emerge workshops. Yes. So I'm um, taking a small group of women, um, and I'm sorry to all the men out there. Maybe we'll do something co-ed in the future. Um, But I'm taking a small group of women over to a Greek island in the Ionian Sea called Kefalonia. We're going to be there uh, for a week together in July, and it's called the Reemergence Retreat. 
And it's women that, you know, span, you know, 30 years in age. So people that are at different stages in their life, but it's really the opportunity for them to hit pause in a really beautiful setting, immerse themselves that's uh, something other than their normal day-to-day environment and free up their thinking about, you know, what they need to recharge, to relax, to uh, recommit to whatever's next in their in their career or their life chapter, and then they'll leave that retreat feeling, you know, rejuvenated and re-inspired with a plan for, you know, what are they going to do when they get back home to really commit to the things that matter and are going to help them um, be fulfilled and happy in life and in career. Well, Angelique, it has been an absolute pleasure, Angelique Danius, and just look forward to, as I say, accompanying you on one of these trips. What a wonderful place to prepare to emerge on the island and an island, a Greek island. That sounds superb. And yes, I'd, 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 love to, I'd love to be there with you. I have the vision, Nadia. One day oh, we'll yes. have, have a champagne at toast. And I say to everybody who's listening to this is that for me, your relationship and my relationship is a great example of long-term networking. I first met Angelique many years ago. She actually hired me to do programs for Turner. She was a pleasure and, and a role model and just someone remarkable to work with. And just staying in touch and keeping the relationship going and saying to people, you know, famously network most when you need it least. But also, you know, be a go-giver as much as a go-getter, which is something you certainly exemplify. So finally, if you want to get hold of Angelique, finally just give us your website once more. Yes, www.preparetoemerge.com or www.emergingleadersatlanta.com. And we'll be joining you for more cocktails and conversation here on Career Caffeine. Thank you, Angelique, and thanks to all of you for listening. Thank you so much, Nadia.